Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another episode of Colton Classic Podcast, the podcast where we bring you two thematically linked films, one mainstream and one cult, or in this case, two films that are linked. And we just wanted to talk about them, but I think you'll like it. Uh, this is part two. Part one was last week when we talked about 1996's feature film, Beavis and Butthead Do America. It was a cultural movement. Beavis and Butthead is still in our cultural lexicon, um, but it hasn't been uh, sort of used extensively since 2011 until Paramount Plus decided to uh, bring it back with Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, which just came out a few weeks ago this year, 2022. So all the original, uh, well, all the original, Mike Judge is the core original creator, um, but this film also has uh, Ian Maxstone Graham and Guy Maxstone Graham working on this. They're brothers, Ian Maxstone, especially famous for working on uh, some of the best seasons, in my opinion, of The Simpsons. This is a... I would sort of an update, I guess, because technical technology wise, the animation and everything um, is, is a little bit different. It's definitely more clean than the original was, uh, but it is a direct continuation of the series. The plot literally explains why we haven't seen Beavis and Butthead since 1998, um, even though there was technically uh, some new episodes of the original show in 2011, which we talked about last episode. So, we all loved Beavis and Butthead Do America last episode. Spoiler alert if you're listening to these out of order. I wasn't sure if I was going to be happy or disappointed when I sat down to watch Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Uh, and me, of course, being your host, Nate Wyckoff, film critic and comedian. And with me, I have Tad Mastriani. Uh, how are you doing, Tad? Bunghole. Bunghole. How are you doing, Mandy? You're also with us. Mandy is frozen. Okay. She's, she's out of it. Oh, uh, dang it. We lost her. The joys of the internet. It's okay. She'll come back. Um, but what I would like to say is that I personally, spoiler alert again, I enjoyed this movie. I was happy that it felt like Beavis and Butthead um, uh, it, it, with, some, with the caveat that some of the things that weren't perfect about Beavis and Butthead on film before are potentially present in this new iteration so here's the plot i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to make it as clean as possible uh beavis and butthead are uh their super horniness 
with robots equipment that look like a penis and a some sort of hole to receive a penis is misinterpreted as a love of science and a skill for stem mechanics that could be a use on the space station putting a new telescope on uh on the mirror space station and so they're in a pr stunt brought into space to do this well they completely botch it they destroy the space station uh killing at least one uh, which is sort of glossed over. This is a, definitely the highest body count of any Beavis and Butthead uh, activity. And uh, then when the spaceship is adrift and two of the crew need to be um, uh, need to die essentially for the others to survive the oxygen, the leader uh, of the expedition, uh, a woman named Serena, opts to uh, toss them out into space uh, in secret saying that they volunteered. They're then assumed dead, but actually sucked into a wormhole, which then puts them right into 2022. That's how they, they get back into our- sounds so sinister. Like they went she's... out on their own and then she just took advantage of the fact no, that they did it's that true. and like- And actually she does, be ship. she yeah. does become kind of sinister, very, her, what appears to be a very like strong female, like I'm going to do this because I am a strong woman and this is, a male dominated system which it is right um mm -hmm. she goes from that to then in the future she's become a senator <laughs> and she's kind of willing to do whatever it takes to hide her uh her her past because you don't really blame her for casting this but it leaving them into space they're completely destructive idiots um mm -hmm. and so you don't blame her and then in the future she's like well they pop up and she sees them she's like i don't know how this happened but we have to kill them. You're like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand. Um, and I do, it, it's an interesting choice because it does sort of make it where you're like, oh, does power corrupt or were you corrupt all along, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that being said, so she and her previous co-pilot, co-lieutenant, excuse me, and now uh, co-senator, I guess, whatever. I don't know. I don't know exactly that It's like lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor. governor. Thank you. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then he's um, lieutenant governor, yeah. Lieutenant, thank you, Lieutenant Governor. Uh, go to. I mean, these get facts them. are very important. Or they're very serious right. film. They're, they they go to find Beavis and Butthead to kill them, while the Feds have recognized that there are two. <laughs> I liked this part. There are two aliens that have dropped into Galveston. Uh, actually, four, two more identical drop, which we get to in a minute, and they're like they're clearly not human and it's just like a heat signature in the shape of boobs and butthead who are so weird looking <laughs> that they certainly look like aliens i love that uh it's acknowledging how insane looking they are and um and then beavis and butthead uh uh the other two that show up the other two creatures that show up turned out to be uh smart versions the smartest beavis and the smartest butthead uh in all of the multiverse i love that they decided to do this as a multiverse movie because that is all the rage because it is sort of hilarious that they poked fun at this um and they're like you have to go through this specific wormhole that's on the top of mount everest otherwise all all realities will collapse and everyone will die and they're like uh-huh and then they disappear and then they're like what did they say i don't know but i don't know doesn't matter they go off and do their thing so every once in a while the two smart beavis and smart butthead uh pop up to say hey we've moved the wormhole because we knew it was hard you have to go in it and then they disappear and then only to of course beavis and butthead don't do what they asked at all because they have zero concept or desire to do anything sensical 
uh, and Beavis and Butthead go and they have run-ins with the uh, the you know Apple or Android Pay or or Samsung Wallet, any number of these phones. They they get a cell phone, are amazed by this tiny TV, and then when they find out that they can charge things to it. Uh, the sky's the limit, which leads to my favorite scene in this movie, which is the music video scene of this one, which is this like hip hop, um, you know, club song where they are just getting nachos. And they're like, there's this moment where they're, <laughs> they're they both have just like stacks of nachos, which is, you know, just the cheap, like uh, mobile station just chips with fake nacho cheese on it and they're doing the making it rain with this out i sound so old here but they're making it rain with nacho chips just like on and then it pans out and it's just at a like at the hotel restaurant or something and people are cowering as they're hucking chips at them covered in this cheap cheese it's it made me super happy i was so happy with the nacho cheese musical montage slash interlude um anyway it comes down to it that the feds who want to kill them because they think they're alien dangers and the senator wants to kill them to hide her her uh skeleton in the closet they both catch them and uh and are going to kill them at which point the lieutenant governor is actually knocked into the wormhole that smart beavis and smart butthead say has to be filled uh turns out that's enough to save everything and i loved this moment too which is when smart beavis and smart butthead are like it should be noted that while we are the smartest beavis and we are the smartest butthead we are still relatively stupid on our home in our home universe <laughs> and we could have thrown a brick that would have worked that would have worked um it's <laughs> i loved it and i love and by the way they're 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 smart views smart butthead are heavily modeled on the watcher from marvel comics they have the bald big head the robe um it's very very clear and it's just great and this isn't a spoiler there's lots of other stuff that happens in between but we get to the end which is when um beavis is fine he's fallen in love with serena because he's been talking to siri on the phone and he thinks that it's a person who is serena and he's made a connection with siri and yes this trope has been done before but i i really think that it was done the best here and beavis is going to profess his love for serena when smart beavis jumps forward and does a much better job of it and says she'll show you the, the universe things she never imagined um and all yes yeah, she can and she can come and they can score and the end of the film is in like this big multiverse pantheon senate type thing like we get in thor love and thunder uh, any number of multiverse movies that have occurred at this point and he's they're like and they're all the beavises and buttheads from different you know dimensions and they're like uh even though she left immediately afterward and has not been seen since you beavis are the only one to have ever scored and so we celebrate the fact that one of them in one infinite universe has officially had sex with a woman um it was super happy and i loved that at the end the government sets beavis and butthead our timelines beavis and butthead up with a house pretty much exactly as it was and a tv and they can go about making new episodes doing whatever they want um 
I'm really excited for this new series. I super hope that it follows the same format and we get to see some music videos. I don't know how feasible that is because music videos are still a thing, but they're, I, I mean, have you watched them? I haven't watched them. I've watched some drag queen music videos, but I don't know how many are really produced. Um, I watched I OK uh, Go videos. Right. I mean, there are, but they, the thing is they could pull from anything, right? Um, yeah. Now, I don't know what station they would be watching to see these. Uh, that's the biggest mystery. Right. <laughs> MTV, VH1, YouTube? Viacom, YouTube, right? On YouTube. Uh, I mean, that's the, yeah. I, I'm 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 curious to see if they just watch Paramount Plus programming. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just. <laughs> Paramount Plus, uh, just, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. We do love you. Please give us review subscriptions so I don't have to pay anymore to watch Drag Race All-Stars. Now, I I liked this movie. Um, I felt they did a pretty good job of being Beavis and Butthead. I felt like Mike Judge stepped back into the shoes of the characters pretty well. I really, I was super happy that I connected well with with beavis and butthead especially beavis in this one i actually thought that um the like they make him he has this cool moment where he's whenever he talks to siri he talks about like his real life and his relationship with butthead in terms that are actually like like real like all the time butthead you know kicking him in the testicles or beating him up for no reason or whatever <laughs> beavis like has this outlet where he actually is like kind of a real person and it's wild to have this like real moments of like character development in a show in in beavis and butthead um which is sort of in a way the antithesis of character development shows uh and i think it worked i i i think that that's what it needed you needed to have to make this worthy of another feature as opposed to just be with somebody to do America again, which I would still watch. I think there's a lot there, but it's different, right? Um, and and so I don't know what Tad. What was your expectation? Because you're another Beavis and Butthead fan, of course, as we all are. I honestly wasn't sure because I didn't know if, if he was going to be able to capture the same magic again. And uh, I should never doubt Mike Judge because he always seems to pull it. And I should say not pull it out of his ass. He killed it. Uh, this was. Mm. I was pretty happy with this. I can't say that I liked it as much as Beavis and Butthead do America. I think it's mm -hmm. just a classic and it it is an artifact of the time. This mm -hmm. is sort of, uh, the, this is a callback, but at the same time, Judge frankly does know how to modernize his stuff while still giving it that nostalgic feeling. One of the things that bothers me, Nate, maybe you can illuminate me on this, I distinctly remember the last episode of Beavis and Butthead that was on TV. I remember sitting in, in, in a room watching it. As, you know, it's like, that's it. That's the last episode. Vickers died, didn't he? Principal Vickers, like, had a heart attack, killed over, and died. And then all of a sudden, he's back. And I'm like, wait a minute. When does this movie take place? Like, before or after I don't remember episode? that. Was that in the end of the 90s, yeah. 98 series or the 2011 series? No, it was the end of the 90s series. Was he in this one? Yes, he was in the beginning of the movie. And I was like, wait, they have Principal Vickers? I thought he died. Oh, well. Oh, he's in the beginning of the movie, but... That's why I'm he's just like confused as to where does this movie sit in the in in this in this it's still it still could work because he's in the he's in the beginning of the movie but 
they may not have transferred because there is that gap of time between the science fair, which is how the movie opens, and their court date. So he could have died in between there. This is this is that moment like in the Simpsons uh, Halloween special with Lucy Lawless, where like anytime something like that happens, a wizard did it. <laughs> what about an episode of wizard um no it could have happened but yes i actually now that you're saying it i do remember but yes it could it could work they could have still been in school before um because they finished this the, they finished the school year out right because the science fair because they go to space camp yeah um mm-hmm. and so they could uh they could have finished the school year would be my assumption uh so interesting that's that's interesting i yeah. hadn't thought of that um the so only... the yeah anyway continue the only disappointments i had with the movie is they didn't really have a whole lot of the side characters present like they didn't they they had uh the i can't remember the name of the damn counselor but they had him in there um Mm. they had almost nobody else but i guess the story was really focused around them and i was also disappointed by the lack of music honestly like the, the the montage was great but there wasn't almost any other music and my favorite part of beavis and butthead was always the musical segments and then making fun of music videos. That was always think, my favorite and they don't do it as much. I do think there was the same amount of music in this one. Um, as the as but, Do America? Yeah. Um, I mean, but we have Willie Nelson's in there. Um, I could look at the list. I did look at it. I will say, I don't think it's as... It doesn't stand out as much. Like it's not a soundtrack too- you're going to own. I was going to say the original soundtrack to to be supposed to do America is is iconic in and of itself. Yes. Um, that said, I don't feel like the movie, even be about to do America, actually had a huge amount of music in it. It didn't. It didn't. It's, um, my, it's my main complaint about both the movies is they didn't yeah. have a whole lot of music, even though especially back in the 90s, they had more opportunity to do so. Because, again, when you're a kid, you just want Beavis and Butthead doing stupid shit. But when you're an adult, oh my God, all you want is the musical commentary. Yes, I agree with that. And um, and I I did I did notice as well. I was waiting for all the music. I think that it's it was solid, uh, but I could see that as a as a complaint. I do think, like I said, I because I went through and checked, I think it's if not as much, it's within like two songs worth. Right. Um, but and, and and right you know listeners correct me if i'm wrong but yeah there was not um it didn't go by sort of the soundtrack's not going to be the new hip listened to and i i wonder too if it's because in a way people who are younger or older can argue with this but the 90s I mean, really, like, look at the Mallrat soundtrack, right? Like, you had the opportunity to have the most unbelievable, which, in my opinion, is the greatest song soundtrack of all time. Like, you have, you had such a huge range of things to pull from, when what's popular now is either stuff that's beyond the pale for probably budgetary things, like Lady (laughs) Gaga, or stuff that's just second tier club music that plays on the radio that nobody who wants to hear that in a beers and butthead movie and who's um, ever heard of megadeth it's true i mean and i would have loved <laughs> to see like they could have had you know something off cryptic writings or something in there uh you know try and pull in later i don't know um but yeah so i did notice that too i i was pleased myself that they didn't go too heavily into the like what's this what's this you know like all this new stuff like they could have 
fallen down that hole of having everything be new like they could have had a whole 20 minute bit on lyft or uber you know what i mean and they didn't they're like no what's the one thing that is the most different cell phones cell phones what, what um ultimately what are beavis and butthead gonna do <laughs> cool and, watch and then tv they on it yeah and then they don't <laughs> yeah. care they stop caring. that's all they want is to watch tv on it um and yeah exactly and i liked that they didn't bother with that as much um i also want to give it some of the other there are some pretty fun guest star moments um tig nataro who i love is in this um as the gender studies teacher mm -hmm. that gives them a lecture um and, and they <laughs> which they totally misconstrue um that was nice and it was an interesting like it was kind of a nice it was it was he's they skirted it well where it was still useful and actually correct without being like either damning of quote unquote woke culture or praising of like stupid bro culture. Like it, it did the thing the, the characters are too stupid to understand uh, and they're not putting the energy into understanding, but at the same time, it, they, they don't, they make fun of both sides, but damn neither. Actually, that's not true. They damn the bad side, I guess is what I'm going to say, but they don't go so hard that like there's then the rest of the movie is just about how Beavis and Butthead are misogynist, right? In other words, um, it's in so fact, funny. It's sort of, it, it goes, and I've quoted this a million times, but it goes back to the, the Patton Oswalt joke, like um, sometimes the people who say the right things the right way are actually the bad ones and the people that use the wrong terms are, are the good ones. They're just not using the right terms. Um, and I liked that little bit of play. And I loved the guy with the man bun and like the mala beads, like leaning in front of the girl of color to say the exact same thing she's saying. I like, was in hysterics. It, it, I mean, just, and seriously, Mike judges, I don't know if, if he was directly involved in character design this go around, but like, they nailed it because that was always a big thing. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead's character designs for the people that they were satirizing were often like <laughs> perfect. Um, I will go to this on the, on the front before we get to Mandy uh, and what you were thinking about it. It's interesting. I don't know if some of the same people in animation were or or Titmouse, I believe, did the animation. Um, were involved with Archer as well, but I got a very Archer vibe from a lot of the character art. Um, not exactly the same animation style, uh, but similar to that it, it's not bad by any stretch it's quite good but i could have used a little bit more mike judge character design like there's some but mike judge has such a specific way of making people look awful um <laughs> that's sort of that sort of is special um i mean king of the hill of course is a great place to look everyone and... looks like they got socked in the jaw and their jaws kind of just hanging off <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like their noses have been broken a few times yeah um and and so there's it's interesting uh to have that in. we also have gary cole is in this who i super love i saw gary cole uh in a uh production a, a live theater production of superior donuts and he was i mean he's gary cole is one of the people that i would cast in my dream movie right like just he's always good uh just a good cast all around a lot of interesting people if you go through the imdb for the credits for this 
Um, there's a lot of interesting people. It, there's no Demi Moore or Bruce Willis here, and that's okay. Um, you've got Mike Judge, of course, doing the vast amount, you know, the biggest amount of people. Um, Chi McBride, Andrea Savage plays Serena. Uh, <laughs> there's there's lots of of interesting side people in here who play these little bit parts, but the real star of the show, I think, and the reason that we keep watching is everybody's just excited who's watching this to see Beavis and Butthead back being Beavis and Butthead. Um, it's nice to have these two morons back in a space where they can be stupid uh, and we can watch them. And the satire, because I think we're more used to satire in our television, especially in our animated television, um, than we were back in the 90s, we're they're they've sort of elevated it to the point to to match wits with the rest um it's not as hidden or subtle all the time the the satire in this one is pretty strong at the same time like the guy leaning in front of the woman of color if you were that blind to how ridiculous i mean i've talked over mandy a thousand times in the last hour probably um it's pretty you know men speaking over women is a pretty common thing that we have have need to break ourselves of and yet have fallen victim to for our entire lives if you don't know that you may not even really catch or understand that it's just going to be a weird scene um and so it's it's working it's working here mandy what was your expectation of Beavis and Butthead do the universe? And what is your takeaway now that you've seen it? Um, yes. So at first, like, I was just, I was like, I don't really know what they've done to this, like how they're going to release this. Um, the poster art that you can see if you're seeing this um, on YouTube or whatever, like you see that the poster art looks somewhat similar, but like more polished and like, like more saturated color in, it, in mm. the, in the imagery. Um, but it starts out with like 3D animation. And I was oh, like, yeah. really no, 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 no. I was like <laughs> so upset. I'm like, they better not be doing this. This better not be for real. Like, and then it went back to like more of a similar art style as um, the first movie in the original series. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like it couldn't sit through. And really low rendered um, 3D. Like I couldn't if sit I had... through like a movie with 3D Beavis and Butthead. Like it looks so happy. So anyone who's interested, uh, just as a side note, Mandy, because uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a man, so I'm butting in, I guess, um, which is totally true. There We're lucky is, all we want is equality, Nate. I, <laughs> <laughs> there, is a, there is a guy who did, I forget what it is called. Um, it's like Beavis and Butthead re, revamped. Um, mm. It's called Beavis and Butthead revamped, and it's from 2018. And it's a reboot by a guy named Jordan Hoover and it is 3d animated and it is horrifying. It is truly, truly. I mean, I don't, there's, I think that he just did the one as a short and to, it is, it is, it is a nightmare. Um, you have to check it out. And that's what it reminded me of. And I almost wonder if they were aware of that and sort of took that and and decided to do a little intro because it's like a video game slash um you know uh luke flying uh through the you know yeah death star <laughs> mission yeah. yeah absolutely yeah so anyway yes that's how we i totally forgot that's how we enter the movie yeah it was a very i was like moment. i was like i was not expecting that they would do this because the poster doesn't <laughs> look like this and i really don't like it uh and my battery's about to die on my laptop because i forgot to plug it in before we started recording 
different um i was expecting to like it about the same amount that i liked the original or going back to um watch it or, or hope that i would like it about the same and um i think it just like it, it kind of like it did the checklist like you said like they had like they had a cornholio scene of course mm-hmm. um <laughs> a scene with beavis falling headfirst into a uh, porta potty which was I mean, whatever like very very beavis and butthead antics um they had them you know not listening to anything that anyone said or not understanding it uh like i don't know it's i mean i don't know if you can recapture that magic from something that Mm. is so like quintessentially like a certain time period like even if the same creators are involved with it like going back um to do it again um it's good like kind of scratches the itch i guess if you want more beavis and butthead in your life i'm not sure i needed that exactly uh (laughs) it's okay i enjoyed it i enjoyed watching it um like all the way through uh there were some you know like some really funny parts that had me in hysterics like the gender studies class i also am a big fan of take so um it was a nice surprise uh yeah but it's just like i mean it, I don't know. You were looking for like something a, it was, new. It was amusing. It yeah, I guess like there was nothing new-ish mm-hmm. and like it, trying to chase like what Beavis and Butthead was like kind of impossible, at, you know, to, to revisit it later. But it wasn't bad. So I can, okay, see, I can that. see that. I do think that you're right about the checklist. It definitely had all the checklists. I will say despite that i absolutely loved the cornholio scene yet again this time awesome this time it's in prison and he ends up uh by being cornholio and talking about tp for his bunghole inciting a prison like a huge amount of meth (laughs) that's right yes yes and like um he does a uh or, or molly all sorts of weird whatever was in the pills that uh, <laughs> he said it tasted yeah. salty i don't know anything about i, I don't either drugs uh, but he got really hyped up so he really hyped up it was meth. yeah he organized inadvertently organizes not a prison riot but like a prison um like protest protest and like and they get tons and like we see as they leave we see like truckloads of toilet paper being brought in to bring to the the inmates toilet paper um and i just i love that that every time it's this thing where mike judge does a good job with beers and butthead of both on their end and on other people's ends sort of exploiting the fact that um when we talk in conversations we're often not talking to each other we're waiting for the other person to stop so we can say our piece and it means that there's this like dead gray zone in the middle where just thoughts and input and discourse goes to die. And we have, and like we end up putting our own spin on whatever the other person is doing and vice versa. And uh, I had a uh, Ben Nugent, who's a, a, a great author, and, and I, I 
he was one of the mentors in my MFA said that he's like, um, you know, we don't talk to each other. It's not how real conversation works. So sometimes you have to bend the rules in writing to make it work. Um, because if you write what we actually say, it's unreadable. And there's a level of that, but that, that concept is at play in Beavis and Butthead all the time. And especially I think in Beavis and Butthead do the universe, right? The, the, inmates put on to they try and make sense of what little they do take from beavis and all of a sudden it spirals into some issue that is already present for them and beavis and butthead do that in everything they do right they have this one track mind for whatever the situation is whether it's tv or scoring or whatever and thus every single piece of incoming uh, data that comes to them from other people is 100 going to be applied to that goal and or that mindset, etc. I do like that they did this thing where at the end, uh, Serena, now a senator, realizes that the entire time she misunderstood what they were saying and that they were just trying to have sex with her. And she actually says at point blank, it's like, you were just trying to have sex with me. Like that was the most like, and then when uh when I, it, it's sad that the but it was just seemed it's, it's, certain things at certain times hit more hard than others like um when beavis invited just want to score with her and she's like considering it like to cover everything up to make everything go away just to score she's like well i've done it's not the it's not the grossest thing i've done for my career and it's just you're just like ugh, like it's just i can't <laughs> It's like what person, especially what woman, couldn't probably say that. Um, I really, I liked this one. Um, it is, is it a vehicle to, to, to sort of a preamble to explain the return in a new series? Sure. Sure it is. Um, did it feel to me like it was 100% just that and didn't need to be told? No, I enjoyed it. Uh, does it have, I can't say, does it have the impact of Beavis and I Do America? I don't think Beavis and Butthead Do America had the impact. The impact didn't come from the film itself. It came from the fact that we were at a time when we all looked at Beavis and Butthead and said, yeah, let's do that for a movie. Um, that was the impact. And this is for us. This is not, I don't think, going to bring new people in uh, who are like, like maybe new people that were already interested but nobody who's like, I have no interest in Beavis and Butthead. I'm going to watch this movie. Nobody's going to do that and then go, yes, 100% and go back and consume everything that came before it and after it. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, will it draw aging hipsters like me in who are just like, I am tired of um, whatever Bachelor season is on. I'm not going to get into that nightmare scape uh, of like, uh, home sanitized faux prostitution yeah i'm gonna pay the extra whatever 9.99 a month for paramount plus so i can watch boobs and butthead uh i will do that and that's what this is for and i think it serves that purpose uh so we'll move to recommendations would i recommend Beavis and butthead do the universe if you're a Beavis and butthead fan yes i i absolutely will because everyone like a lot of the big names that were involved are back uh, the, of course, biggest being Mike Judge. There's no Beavis and Butter without Mike Judge, in my opinion, at all. And this is 100% uh, 
uh, Mike Judge in there. Uh, everyone else is great. I will say this is not directed by Mike Judge. Um, I think that that's fine. I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't by choice. I it's very possible that Mike Judge did not want to direct. Um, it's directed by uh, Albert Caleros and uh, Caleros and Jean Rice. Great cast, fun movie, not a heavy hitter because it doesn't need to be. Um, of course, you've probably heard the name John Rice things because he was on uh, or worked on Rick and Morty, etc. Um, he probably, I think this is my expectation. Mike Judge either had other projects that were taking his time or was like, no, you've got good people on the job already direct this movie. Um, and the directing is great. I did, I saw no problems with that. It was smooth. It was fun. I liked that it's yet another movie that poked fun at the multiverse thing. Um, it got in right at the end. I think the next movie that tries to do it is just going to be too much. Uh, but good on that. Tad, would you recommend Beavis Butthead do the universe 2022? If so, why and to who? Yes, I would. And the reason that I think that even if you're not a Beavis and Butthead fan, you should still watch this <clears throat> is because this is a great gateway drug for you to go back and watch some of the old stuff. My wife never saw any Beavis and Butthead and she watched this. She's like, I cannot believe I watched that whole thing. I was like, but <laughs> did you enjoy it? And she's like, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a glowing endorsement. You should do it. I, uh, I can see that. And I can kind of say that, I mean, granted, I was already a fan, but what did I do after watching it? I went and watched like a ton of old episodes. Um, and I don't want to, by the way, I don't want to leave out Albert Caeros, who uh, also is co-director, worked, uh, didn't direct, but worked in Futurama, directed um, a bunch of the Cleveland show, which uh, was one of the stronger of the family guy families. Uh, any who's it's we lost mandy again it is the internet's problem uh but i will say that oh she's back hey mandy you dropped out for a minute do you recommend beavis and butthead do the universe if so why and to who that's gonna make my internet work yes i will recommend this film <laughs> don't know what's going on um uh, it's been really wonky all day uh anyway uh I kind of in between the two of you like I'm not sure it would be like the gateway for new fans like Tad would uh, I'm not sure it's only for people who are already a fan um, maybe it, it would be a way for us aging hipsters to uh, to bond with our our not quite teenage children if we have them I do not personally but uh, maybe it would be a fun thing to sit down and um Watch with your kid because there would be references that they might like and get like like the cell phone stuff it'll be a little bit more accessible to them than the original content um but you know still be this and butthead so i guess like you know kind of that's how i would recommend it maybe that's Beyond that's fair and i i think I also want to give a shout out to that we're talking, of course, it's impossible not to reference the original series in this. And as I said, the original series is not all available anywhere. There is sort of a neutered version you can get on DVD. Um, Paramount Plus has like a rotating selection, which is actually pretty decent. Um, although like, if you're like me and had COVID, I blazed through them all in like a day. Uh, but uh, we've given them a shout out, shout outs before support artists when you can give them money when you can but when you can't 
I don't think there's anything wrong with bootlegging because just give the money when it's available and show people that we want it and we do want it and we want all of it, guys. Come on, give it up. Uh, so with that said, you can check out sloppysecondsales.com for the complete uncut collection of Beavis and Butthead to America for a very reasonable price. Uh, and if you do get that, I do ask you, please also uh, go out and, and, you know, get Paramount Plus uh, and watch the new Beavis and Butthead to support that because we want more Mike Judge. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Cult and Classic Podcast. Apologize for the technical snafus and this guy's foggy COVID brain, uh, but glad to be back. Please rate us all the stars wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. It helps people find us and tell your friends. Word of mouth is actually kind of the best. Uh, and it's cultandclassicpodcast.com is a great place to find us as well as wherever people get their podcasts. You can write us, uh, send us reviews, hate mail to Tad, anything you want, uh, including if you want us to review your film, uh, your short film, your product, whatever, we can check it out uh, or rip apart your favorite movie. We can do that too. Send that request to cultandclassicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also send it via a form and subscribe to our forthcoming newsletter, which will launch later this year at cultandclassicpodcast.com. Dot com. Thanks so much. And to play us out as always is the Chud with All About Evil. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.